time in your life you thought, how can I know the way? How do I know the way? There just seems to be so many gods out there. There seems to be so many ways. And so many celebrities will tell you, well, you can go this way. You can get, get through this way. You can go to this way. You can go to, go to the Unity Church, and you'll find out there are many ways that you can get to heaven. I don't know where they get that. Because they believe the Bible's true, they say. I'm just being, I'm just being honest with you. They say there's many ways. That, no, there's only one way. God made it real clear for us. He said, you guys, you're pretty simple. I made you pretty simple. You need simplicity. There's not many ways to get to heaven. There's only one way. So he was making it very, very crystal clear. There's only one, one way to get to heaven. He said, it's through my son, Jesus Christ. Jesus said to him, I am the way. Thomas is going, what? Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, pure truth. I am the life. No one, no man, no person, no child, no one comes to the Father. No one gets to the Father. No one enters through into, into the Father, into the presence, in, into the kingdom. No one enters except, he said, through me, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, and somebody says, well, what about Buddha? What about this God? What about that God? Listen, tell them, go read John 14 and tell me what the Bible says. You don't have to tell them. Just tell them to go read the Bible. And if they believe the Bible and they believe the, the authenticity of the Bible, they go, whoo, there's just, hey, he made it pretty clear here, didn't he? One way. He's a one-way Jesus. I, I like simplicity. I, I really do. I, I love it that when I, I love it when people love simplicity. I, I love it when I get on a plane and the, and, and, and the guy, the, 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 the pilot in the cockpit, I love the fact that he's only going to go on the one run, runway they tell him to go on to. I, I like it when he's about to land, and they said, the one that's lit up, that one, that's the one you land on. I wouldn't want to ride in the plane or fly in the plane with the pilot. Go, I think I'll set it down on I-20 today. Because that's paved. It looks good. See where I'm, you see where I'm going with this? A lot of people think there's a lot of ways, and they all look, some of them look really good, and the teachings are really good, but they're not because they're perverted if they're not teaching Jesus is the only way. They're perverted if they're teaching that Jesus is not the Son of God. They're perverted. Somebody starts bringing that stuff to you. They come to your door and they start telling you, oh, there's a lot of ways. Oh, we understand. No, you just say, look, go read John 14. And then politely say, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? They'll run. They won't hang around your house much. We need to take authority. In those areas, in love, of course. He said, uh, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Jesus said, I know, here's my language. I know you're not really getting this yet totally, but you do know him. You really do know him, Thomas. You've been walking with me for three years. So if you've been walking with me and trusting me and believing me, you really know my father. Just haven't had the light bulb hadn't come on yet for these guys. So number one, there's peace in knowing where we are going and how we get there. You can write that down if you want to. I'm going to give you like 20 points today. I love the second service because there's no time limit on it. You guys should see your faces. Four smile. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh. 
There's peace in knowing where we're going and how we get there. Isn't there? You got it mapped that for you? God's driving the car. He's going to get you there. Amen. Jesus laid it out perfectly clear for us. You know why? Because he wants you to be there with him. Second Peter 3.9 says, He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Did a study on that Greek word there, all. You know what the Greek word for all is? No, 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 no. You weren't listening. You know what the Greek word for all is? Anybody? Anybody? Google? Pos. P-A-S. Pos. Say pos. Pos. You know what pos means? All. It doesn't mean just all, okay? It means each, every, any, the whole, everyone, all things, everything. See, it all belongs to him, and he wants it. He wants everything. He wants all of you. He wants all of me. Get what I'm saying? He, he's the God of all. He wants you because he said, I'm, I'm, not willing, I, I'm not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Romans 6.10 says, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. He died once for all, but he wants you to live as he's living. Romans 10, 9 through 10, this is how you know. This is how you get there, church. And if we just hang out at salvation this morning, that's okay with me. But if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from what? The dead. You will be saved. Say that again. You will be saved. What does saved mean? That's a, oh, that's a great religious word. What do you mean I need to be saved? I didn't know I was lost. That's, truly, that's what some people will say. If, if you go and you try to put the religion thing on them, hey, do you, are you saved? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know I was lost. They really will. They don't. Listen, what does saved mean? It's safe. Are you safe? Are you protected? Do you have your eternal destination mapped out? Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Man, you begin to, begin to pray over people. You begin to speak the life and the truth into them. And then when they come to that place of knowing, they confess with their mouth. They believe in their heart first, and they confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is who? Lord, not just Savior. Sometimes we miss that part, church. We, 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 we stick at Savior. I got my ticket to heaven punched. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I'll see you later. I'll see you when I die. See, that's, that's just so wrong thinking. Like Casey, like Casey said earlier, that's stinking thinking. If we just get our ticket punched, we're going to go to heaven. You know, that's not what he's talking about. He says that if you believe in your heart, say your heart, confess with your mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will or shall be saved. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Here, here's some really good news for you. And that not of yourself. You cannot save yourself. Say, I can't save myself. I can't be good enough to save myself. Only Jesus was good enough, wasn't he? Only Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. Where does the faith come from? 
gives each one of us a measure of faith. I just, you know, it's, it's a rigged deal. It's rigged. If, if you really trust God, he's saying, look, I've made a way for you. I've paved the way for you. I gave up my only son for you. And if that's not enough, I'm going to give you the faith to believe. And I'm going to give you the word of God that's been completed. So you have the faith to read it and believe it, hear it and believe it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the what? The word of God. I, I give you all that and, and point your destination. And then, you know what else he does? He gives you the power to live it. It's a rigged deal. I like things rigged in my favor, don't you? I think New England rigged some things in their favor last week. Deflate ball. I don't know how to bring that up. We are having a Super Bowl party next week, so that's a segue into that. You know, flat football. Yeah, that's why Joe said we're going to meet early, have a tailgate party, and play some flat football. Not flag, but flat. Okay. It's rigged. I mean, that wasn't rigged. I don't know. But God set it up for us to succeed. That's why I guess that's what I'm trying to say. He's made a way for us to live this life and walk through it with peace and power and success. Can I get an amen besides those three? Yeah. Therefore, Romans 5, 1, having been justified. A good way to remember the word justified is just as if I had never sinned. Justify. Just as if I had never sinned. Justified. Therefore, having been justified by faith, not by works, okay? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So all these things God has done for us is so that we can have peace. The problem is, in many Christians' lives, we look a lot like the world. We're frantic, we panic, we worry, we fear. We try everything else the world has to offer. Even as Christians, we still think... If we have this drug or enough toys or enough money in our bank account or whatever, you fill in the blank. If we have enough of that, then we're going to have peace. And God says, no, 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 no. My peace is the only peace that really counts. My peace. John 14, 8. Philip said to him, he's, they're, they're having a conversation. You ever have a conversation with Jesus? It's pretty cool. I and mean, they were just sitting down talking to him. He said, Lord, show us the Father, and it's going to be sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, say show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. See, works are still important. We don't dismiss works, do we? He says, I prepared, I prepared works in advance for you, it says. He, he, we're supposed to do the greater things. I'm gonna, I'll read that scripture in a minute. But here's Peter. He, I mean, Phillips, he's asking this question. And I think if I would have been there, and, if, and, and you know, not everything's recorded in the Bible that Jesus said. Y'all understand that? So there, everything that he did and everything is recorded, you couldn't, all the books you couldn't fill it up with. So I'm thinking... How did Jesus respond to that if he went a little bit further with it? Because of what Jesus said, hey, if you don't believe because of what you've seen in me, believe for the works. And I think it went something like this. Philip, hey, put his arm around Philip. 
Philip, do you remember that day you came to me? And there's about 15, 10, 15,000 people out in the pasture. And they're all hungry. Remember that, Philip? And you said, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed all these people? Should we just send them home? Do you remember that, Philip? What happened? Oh, yeah, I remember that, Jesus. There's that little boy. They brought that little boy, and he had five loaves of bread and two fish. That little boy, and, and, and you took that, and you said, this is enough. And we looked at you like you were crazy. But then you, you blessed it, and you broke it, and you gave it to us to give out. And, Lord, I remember I would take, I'd break a piece of fish off to give it to somebody, and it was back in my hand again. I'd break a piece of bread off to give it to somebody, and there was bread in my hand again. And as long as I kept breaking it off, it kept reappearing in my hand. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Well, Philip, hey, how about the time that that lady, remember that lady when we were crowd, and, and I said, who touched me? And y'all were looking at me like I was crazy again. Well, what do you mean, Jesus? Everybody's touching you. Everybody's crowding. And you remember what happened when that lady just... Reach down and touch the hem of my garment. Oh, yeah. The lady that, that had been sick for 12 years has, was broke because she spent all of her money on doctors. And you, she touched the hem. She was healed. Oh, yeah, that was cool, Jesus. But what about right after that, Philip? Remember when we went to that lady's house and the, the family's house and the little girl there, everybody said she was dead? You remember that, Philip? I didn't let you come in, Philip. That's okay, but you know what happened. You know what happened. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a little girl that they had all the wailers and weepers outside, those paid people that were paid to mourn. And, and we were like standing, oh, what are you going to do now, Jesus? She's dead. They've already said she's dead. Why are you going in the room? And I came out, and that little girl was with me. You remember that, Philip? He said, if you can't believe me for all the things that I've spoken to you, what about all the things you've seen? But see, that's what the world still wants to see. They want to see us operating in the same Jesus power that he operated in. I want to prove that to you. Look at John 12, 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Now, listen, he wasn't talking to just the disciples. And I know a lot of people like to, oh, that was just for the disciples and apostles back then. No, let's read it. What does it really say? I say to you, he who believes in me. Do you believe in Jesus? That's the he. We are those people. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, isn't it? Uh, but he didn't stop there. Man, he makes it look like this is really impossible. You know what Jesus likes to do? He likes to invade the impossible. And greater works than these he will do, she will do, we will do. Jesus says, because I'm going to my father. Philip, I'm leaving. You're staying. You got some work to do, but guess what? It's going to be better than what I did. It's going to be better. See, we can't, you know what we, you know what we tried to do with that scripture? We've tried to say that means there's going to be more salvations. And that is awesome. Because a lot more people, millions of people have been saved since Jesus left and went to be with the Father. That is cool. But he said the works. And if you go back and do a study of the works, he's talking about signs and wonders and miracles. Woohoo. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about, hey, when we walk into the hospital room, Jesus walks in there with us. Holy Spirit goes before us. Pray that they be raised up. Pray that they be healed. Pray mercy over that one because the Holy Spirit said it's their time. Right? He gives us the faith to do that. We, we, we can't conjure it up. Oh, I need more faith. I need more faith. I need more faith. He gives it to us. 
We just have to understand that that peace that passes understanding is part of that whole, whole process. Listen to what it says here. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We had uh, the first service. I don't, I don't sense that we're going to do this morning. But I had everybody that need prayer for healing this morning to come up. And I asked him, I said, first of all, do you believe that God still heals? Oh, yeah, everybody. Do you believe that it's his, that it's his will, desire to heal you? Yes. Because if you don't believe that it's his will to heal you, if you don't believe that he still can do it, there's no point. But I believe that he still wants to heal. He says everybody that came to him was healed. Everybody. You read the scriptures. Everyone that came to him. Do we always see people healed every time we pray for them? No. But guess what? We don't know the end result, do we? All he said for us to do is lay hands on and pray the prayer of faith, right? When are we going to start doing that? When are we going to move past the ministry team doing that on a Sunday morning where it's in a common occurrence? Wherever you go, God says, that's the one. That's the person. They give you, God gives you a word of knowledge. You know what a word of knowledge is? Here's what a word of knowledge could be. That's the one right now. Pray for them. Oh, well, I've walked by that person 20 times. But right now is when I want you to pray for them. And this is what I want you to pray. And you begin to listen, you begin to pray. And if they aren't healed, guess what you do? You still trust God. If they are healed, you trust God. If you don't understand what's going to take place, you don't know when God's going to do what he's going to do, you just trust God. You don't blame them if they're not healed. You don't blame yourself, and you certainly don't blame God. That really takes all of the pressure off. I don't think God wanted us to sweat it. When we prayed for somebody, and I, I know people, they swear, I don't know if I should go pray for them or not. Uh, you know, when, when Peter and John were walking by the guy in the gate, beautiful, and he was, and he was sick, and he, he was crippled. Can you just imagine their conversation? I don't know. What, what do you think we should pray for? I don't know. What should, he wants some money. We don't have any money. What do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, no. You know what they said? Hey, buddy, we don't have any money. Here's what we do have. We got Jesus. And in his name, we tell you to get him a walk. Bloop. He's up walking. And he doesn't just walk, he dances, he jumps, he shouts. He, man, the world starts turning upside down. When, the, when people start believing the word and acting upon the word and not their experiences and trust the word, trust Jesus, then the world's going to turn upside down. I'm telling you, the world is waiting for people, the Christians, to rise up and be the church. Top to bottom. Number two, that number two point is this. There is peace in knowing where our authority comes from. There's peace in knowing where our authority comes from. When we understand it's God and not us, we can move in signs and wonders. Said so signs and wonders will do what? It will follow those who what? Believe. I got a call, 3.30 in the morning. 3.30. I mean, you got to be really hurting if you're going to call me at 3.30. Right? 3.30, because I'm not Mr. Oh, hello. <laughs> How are you? I, it's kind of, I'm just kind of, there's a, it's kind of a blur, okay? Anybody have a blur when you wake up at 3.30 and the phone rings? It's kind of that way. And anyway, I got Mary Lou answers the phone. That's right. I needed to back up. I didn't even hear the phone ring. Mary Lou goes and gets the phone, she's, and we keep ours in the other room under the charger, and she brings it in, and somebody hears a hospital calling. 
I get a call, and this lady says, you're the medical power of attorney for this man in, in ICU. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I certainly am. Well, he's not doing good, and we need to know what you want to do. Uh, he, doesn't, he didn't sign a DNR or a, a, what the, a full code. He didn't sign anything. What do you want to do? And I said, uh, let me talk to the family. And, uh, and uh, they said, well, the doctor said maybe one day, maybe two at the best, he's got left. This guy's in his 50s. I've been there, and I've prayed for him. And Wes has been there and prayed for him. And Susan's been there and prayed for him. And others that I don't even know have been there to pray for him. Y'all have prayed for him many times when he came to the front. And uh, so we're asking God, how, how do we pray for him? And then my son said, well, Dad, if Jesus walked in the ICU, I'm not going to suggest you do this. He said, if Jesus walked in the ICU, he would have probably just taken his mask off and unplugged all of his IVs and everything and said, get up and get out of the bed. <laughs> right? We would probably get kicked out of hospitals all over town, wouldn't we, if we did that? <laughs> Especially if they didn't get out of the bed and we just drug them out in the hallway. <laughs> I said, but you know what? That's simple faith, believing that's what Jesus would do. And if he's in us through the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm just saying we should really listen to see what he's telling us to do. So Wes has been praying for him, believing for his healing. Praying over him. I've been going in. I just speak life to him. I just speak. I've been speaking peace over him because he was really not at peace at all. Made sure, you know, understand that he understood that he was saved. He was good. If, if he wanted to go, he was, it was okay. Well, yesterday they called. Or what, did you go to the hospital? And, and what did they tell you yesterday? He's doing better. <laughs> He's doing better. He was supposed to be dead on Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and he's getting better. So why should we believe that God could do that? Why do we settle? Well, there's a peace in knowing. When we go into a room, we change the atmosphere of a room. Not us, but the Holy Spirit in us. I love Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If I took a survey this morning, how many of you are at peace? I just wonder how many of you could say, yeah, I'm, and I've been resting in Jesus. Things aren't great. My bank account, Pastor, doesn't look so good. My marriage hadn't been that great. Things at this, where I work or at school, they're, they're, they're not like, you know, top of the world good right now. I'm not on the mountaintop, so to speak. But when I lay my head down at night, I have peace. Because I know that God's in charge. I know that he has me. I know that, he's, that I'm in the palm of his hand. I know that his word says he will never leave me or forsake me, even though sometimes I feel like he has. But he hasn't. I trust his word, Lord. I trust him. That's why he says we don't have to be anxious or worry about anything. But this is what we have to do with prayer, supplication, including thanksgiving. We simply let our request be made known to God. This is, what, this is what I need, Lord. This is what I hear you speaking to me. And then he says, let me bring peace into your heart. Let me guard your heart today. Let me guard your mind today. And that's what he'll do through Christ Jesus. 
You know, there's a peace in knowing that Jesus will never leave us. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for this, uh, your word today. I thank you, Lord, that in John 16, 33, you said, I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace in this world. Even in this world where we have tribulation, but you said in the middle of other tribulation to be of good cheer because you've overcome the world. There are people in this room this morning that need to know the overcoming Christ because they've been overwhelmed by the world. There are people in this room, Lord, somewhere along the way, their navigation system got messed up. And they were on that road, and they were following you, and they were listening to you. They were, they were in your word. They were seeking your face. And somewhere along the way, tribulation and trials came in, and they got detoured. And you want to bring them back this morning and make that crooked path straight again. There are people in this room that their lives are literally chaotic. They don't know this peace because they don't know Jesus. And today will be that day of salvation for them. When they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that Jesus died for their sins. He rose from the dead. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He sent His Holy Spirit, and He's coming back for us. There are people in this room that have never made that confession. But praise God, you've given them another chance. You've given them today. You've given them this moment. They've been going after the world's peace, and they've been disappointed. Because no matter how you color it, no matter how you dress it up, it will always fail. But you've overcome the world. With every head bowed and every eye closed, is there one, maybe more than one here this morning, that would say, Pastor, I don't know that peace because I don't know Jesus. Is there one here this morning? If you just slip your hand up real quick and then put it back down. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just raise your hand real quick. Anybody? Anyone? So everybody here is at peace. Okay. My next question is, if you're here this morning and you've gotten off track with the Lord, and today, you want to get back on track with him and walk in the peace that passes understanding. You just want somebody to pray with you. Would you slip your hand up? You've gotten off track. You've just gotten off track. There is no peace, but God says, yes, today is the day of peace. And there's hands everywhere. I just want our ministry team, if everybody just stand and stay in an attitude of prayer, if you'd all stand so our ministry team could get out and come up here.
You know, it's, it's kind of weird because I preached a really pretty much different sermon than I did the first service. And I went through all the points and everything. I feel like God just said, he said, no, just this is it. There are people here that truly are, there's turmoil in your life. Talked to a young man this week. You know, you know what? A lot of people, they come back to the Lord. You know why? You know what the number one reason is? They're tired. They're just tired. Because the world will have you run in circles. The world will have you chasing after everything and anything to bring peace to you. Y'all know, you know what I'm talking about? You get tired. You get tired of chasing after those things. Because